Welcome to another episode of Not Your Normal Books. My name is Callan. How are you guys doing today? I know that this is coming to you just a little bit later than usual, but um, it has been a very, very long week, and I I had a date yesterday that uh, took up majority of the day, so. I didn't get to record yesterday, so I'm doing it today. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, I'm not going to do too much of an intro, so we're going to get right into the book. So, the book that we have this week is Curtain Call by Crystal Ash. Our characters in this are Melody, Razvan, Connor, Hunter. Arjun, Rue, Rena, Gabe, Colt, Miriam, Jeannie, and Hosen. Jeannie and the kids leave the house because their mom's latest beau threw something at them and and one of the younger kids is now sporting a bruise. And after they leave, they get to a shelter and then they call Connor's cell phone. So uh, that's where the book starts. So we're going to back up a little bit and um and and start and uh start before they get the phone call. At the hotel, Melody and the guys are on a video call with Rena and Rue, and the kids are wondering when they're gonna be home, and they're just like, We just have some work to finish up. And they'll be home afterwards. So after they get after they hang up, she gets in touch with Raz, checking on him, and he tells her that they're both physically fine, but they have something to tell him when they get back. So if you remember from the last book, uh, Raz and Arjun um, went to go check out the bar that Julian was taken from. Connor had left a little bit earlier than Melody and and hunter and he actually went to a um convenience store and bought uh, a couple of pregnancy tests and melody is in the bathroom with one and she goes i can't she comes out and she goes i couldn't do it i couldn't take it and she explains this that if she takes a test now and she does find out that she's pregnant that the guys are going to do everything and their power to keep her safe and that means not helping the shifters and she goes on to say if something were to happen to me i'd rather not know if i lost it or not raz and arjun come back and they tell the others what they had found out and it surprises everyone when they find out that it was arjun's stepdad that is behind this and they can really see this is hurting RJ. 
and because he never thought the man that had raised him as his own son would have been so evil the next morning melody goes to check on rj and because they left him alone for the night and she makes him a cup of tea she goes in she checks on him and they have this talk and it's basically like um like he he's still processing what he learned and he just doesn't understand it he finally goes to take a uh a drink of the tea and he is absolutely repulsed by it and she's just like what he goes how did you make this she goes by the microwave and he's just like no 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 i'm gonna have to teach you how to make a proper cup of english tea um before they start to go into the kitchen though um they're getting closer and they almost kiss but they're interrupted beforehand by raz saying that um her sister's on the phone so when melody answers it she finds out that her siblings are at the shelter and that the shelter is overcrowded and they won't be able to stay there long and they're definitely not going back to the house so melody is trying to figure out what to do and connor steps up and says i will go and and get them and he even says to him he goes in this fight you're about to do i'm going to be more of a hindrance than a help before Connor leaves, he asks what they should tell her siblings. Um, and Melody's just like, tell them the truth. Because once they get back to the house, they're going to find out that about shifters and, and, and everything else. So they even get, they make sure that Hunter's okay with it too, since it'll be his kid's that will most likely be the ones shifting back and forth. So Connor leaves and then Melody starts talking about what they should do, come up with a plan of attack. And RJ's just like, we should have left with Connor. And this is something that, you know, Melody never thought would come up at all and he's just and she's just like what and he's just like yeah i feel bad for the other shifters but there is a good chance that we're gonna get caught that we are even going to be held captive and experimented on in all this i'd rather not go into that again i say that we leave and Melody just isn't understanding what he's saying. And so she's just like, I never thought you were a coward. And it's hours later that RJ is watching the sunset by himself. And Raz comes over and they start talking. And Raz is just like, you know, Melody is a rescuer. It's how she was raised. She constantly rescued her siblings from their mother um and and whatever man her their mother had brought to the house and he even goes to tell her the first selfish thing that she probably did was leaving home without her siblings and rj starts to like really understand this and and 
and start to understand why um, Mel wants to really do this. And Raz asks him a question and before he asks us, he goes, okay, I don't think you're a coward, but it's what RJ wants to do that's making him a coward. Nothing, not, not his personality or anything. The question that he asks is if he and Hunter weren't there, would RJ still let Melody go by herself? And he's just like, no, but I would stop her before she went in. And he then he asks another question and it's just like, do you know why you're fighting her so hard on this? And that answer is he has feelings for her, but due to the way that he grew up and was in an arranged marriage, he feels like he can't um, act on those feelings. So later that night, uh, Melody is out in the kitchen and uh, RJ comes out and he's helping her with her abilities and they're working on semblance, which is basically like casting illusions. And so she uh, is changing things and she gets to the point where she can make it look like Raz has no tattoos. RJ's eyes are a different color and she even changes the height of Hunter. Now, he explains to her, especially with Hunter, that, yes, he may look like he's at least a foot shorter, but if Hunter was to walk and hit something that was head level, that would break the illusion. Connor finally gets to where the siblings are and... Um, he gets them from the shelter. They're heading back to the RV when they see this man that's coming towards them. And it's the same man that was throwing and, and hit one of the kids. And Connor tells them to get to the RV and not to get out for any reason. Connor sees that this guy is just drunk. He's loaded and, and is just yelling about those are his kids and they're also his paycheck and and makes the assumption that Connor is sleeping with Jeannie and that Jeannie is a, a dumb bitch and Connor has had enough of this and just kicks him in the balls and gets the RV. Now remember Connor has metal legs so this guy is going down good chance he's never having kids again so bravo. Back at the hotel, they're still working on semblance, and Hunter and Raz are on a scouting mission in their disguises. While they're doing that, Mel and Arjun, they're still in the suite, and they are finally talking about like their feelings and everything, and they actually share their first kiss, and Raz gets in touch with her with speak, saying that um, he saw a flicker with her with his tattoos, and that's when you know melody got a little distracted and so melody is just like well i can i'm gonna see how much i can distract myself and still keep holding it but rj puts a stop to it and he goes as much as i want to i can't and he um he rejects her and it hurts and he's just like it's not because I want to because I don't 
but because he doesn't um he says because his stepfather is more likely to kill him than he is to kill his stepfather um so hunter and raz they're able to get the movements down in and out of the building and the next morning they go in they run into one person it's a woman in a lab coat and after a conversation with her melody tells the guys that the woman is hers to kill but it soon turns into a trap so they're locked a cage and the woman shifts into hosen Connor and the siblings, or they're almost back to Georgia, and finally Jeannie is just asking questions, and Jeannie or er, and Connor is asking them, answering them as as honestly as he can. And when they start to get close to the house, they see Rena and Rue playing in the yard, and but they're shifted into the wolf cubs. And and so Connor looks over at Jeannie telling her that she's safe, that no harm will come to her or the younger ones ever again. And she's a little confused by this, but it's when they get out of the RV and Colt and Miriam are talking and the kids see Colt or kids see Connor and they start running over to him and they shift and this just freaks Jeannie out. But the younger ones don't care and just ask, hey, can we play? Um, and while the younger kids are playing outside, they take Jeannie inside and explain everything to her about shifters and what Mel's doing and also what Mel is. So Melody ends up waking up in a bed and it's when she's starting to stir that she hears Hosen say that she's finally awake. So she starts asking about the guys where they are and he tells her that, um, they're with the others. And she wants to know what he wants with her. And he tells her, like, you're like a daughter to me. Um, I was the one that gave you the coin. Uh, I basically gave you your shaman abilities. And he has his guards take her to go see the others. And when she gets there, she sees Raz and Hunter. Hunter is still passed out, but safe. Um, they're still in their animal forms. They're in a cage together. And Raz is being very careful not to step on him. While she's there, they shoot Raz with some sort of dart that has a serum in it that will make it so he can only be in a half shift. Now, this half shift form with the serum, serum, um, lasts 24 hours. And they do the same with Hunter. Afterwards, Mel tells the guards to take her back to Hosen, but, um, and, and and she tells her to do whatever it's like she'll do whatever he wants as long as they don't hurt the guys anymore but before they take her back uh they take her to go see rj who's in a cell with fire all around it now when rj was in uh the carnival he was forced to jump through a ring of fires and he was burned by them so he has a deep-seated fear of fire RJ is able to give her one piece of advice piece of advice that she's not only a shaman, but she's also a ring mistress as well, and she needs to command the stage. 
She's finally back at Hosen's office and she sees a note saying that she should draw herself a bath and relax before dinner and they talk more now. She doesn't want to take a bath and relax, but she is dirty, very dingy, so she does. And when she gets out, she finds the only clothing that's there is a strapless red evening gown. And then stirring the dinner, she finds out that Hosen has looked through the eyes of Raz, Hunter, and RJ at times, and she understands that that means when they were intimate with each other, and is immediately creeped out by this. And she's starting to understand why RJ would only kiss her. He takes Melody to another room, and it's set up like a ballroom, and they start dancing, but when she looks around, she starts to see that the guards, along with Hosen, are entranced by her, and she's finally understanding what RJ was saying. So she starts to come up with this plan, and she she finally gets a time where she can execute it. So she spins towards one of the guards, is able to get close enough to get a trank, get his trank gun, shoots both of the guards and Hosen. And once Hosen is knocked out, all of the illusions drop. She runs out of the room. She goes to find where the guys are. And when she gets there... She is talking them through speech and tells them that she has two Trank guns and an access card, but they tell, and tell her in return that she needs to get the humans away from the desk because there's an alarm button, and once that is hit, everyone will come running towards them. She gets the guys to distract the humans as she gets down there, shoots them all, but as soon as she opens the cages, she hears every shifter, and she Tranks herself. Before she does this, she hands the key card to Raz and tells him to get RJ. Raz gets to him and it takes a little bit for RJ to believe that it's him and not some sort of illusion. Um, and Raz proceeds to tell him that Mel is hurt because of all the shifters. They rush back to her. And RJ yells at all the shifters that yes Mel is a shaman but she's here to help and she can't do that if they're all yelling and pleading for her but they do plan on getting everyone out and no one is going to get left behind they're able to find adrenaline cartridges and they shoot her with that after she's awake and a little bit more coherent he asks where Hosen is and she tells him of where she left him and he's just like, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to get him, I'm going to kill him. And you guys get the rest of the shifters out of the cage. Or cages. And they're just like, alright. So he goes off. And when he finds Hosen, he shoots him with adrenaline. They start talking about why he was doing this and and and, and what was, basically what was a meaning to all this. And he goes, with shifters we could cure cancer we could make sure no one's sick again and and was saying all this but the truth comes out that with enough data he thinks that there's a possibility that he could bring his wife back rj's mother 
And so RJ's mom was killed by hunters or poachers. Um, I think it was like 14 years beforehand. And for that amount of time, Posen has been thinking, if I just get enough, if I can figure this out, I can bring her back. I mean, that's so much like Dr. Frankenstein. It's a little creepy. Posen starts to say that both he, both uh, RJ and Mel need to be stopped and makes an illusion of lighting uh, RJ's arm on fire. But after panicking for a little bit, he realizes it isn't real. He shifts and attacks Hosen. He doesn't kill him, but he does injure him badly because while he was attacking his stepfather, um, he came to the realization that, you know, he's not the only one that was hurt in all of this. And that all the other shifters should get a chance at revenge. So he takes his stepfather to where all the other shifters are. Let's them get the Sharon, but it's a female bear shifter that tells him that he needs to be the one to give the killing blow. Um, and this is to start his healing process, and he does this. All the shifters start leaving to go back to family, packs, and loved ones. The guys decide are deciding on what airline to, to use to get back home. Connor finally can't wait anymore. He's just like, I have to go back to him. And he gets into the RV and he doesn't even make it down to the main street when he sees Mel and the guys walking towards the house. So he picks him up. He turns him around. They get back to the house. And there's this huge reunion between Mel and her siblings. Everyone's crying. Everyone's hugging each other. Um, after they settle down and they discuss kind of what happened, Connor tells Melody that um, I have the deed to the house, so it's ours outright. And that I ha that he also has to retire from the carnival life due to his new job. So he was offered a job at the center and he's going to be a mentor and help that is helping vets transition into civilian life while taking their disabilities into account. So one morning, Melody wakes up with the need to pee before she does. She does grab a pregnancy test and when the results come, she goes to find Connor. She finds everyone outside. When she gets outside, all the guys are down on one knee and asks her to marry them. She says yes, then tells the guys that she is pregnant. And that is the end of book six. This book is just so action-packed and just filled with... It's Most of it's filled with uncertainty because you don't know if they're going to prevail, if they're going to fail, or, or, or anything else. And you do start to wonder how powerful um, RJ's stepfather really is. It was a good book. It was such a good book, though. Um, it was an amazing series. 
start to finish. Um, yeah. If, if there is one thing that I could change about the series, it would be RJ and Melody getting together sooner. But knowing what we know about uh, Hosen and his ability to look through Shifter's eyes, I can see why they waited so long for them to get together. Because that's just plain creepy. Like, that takes pervert to a new level um yeah so um we're gonna pick our next book but um i'm going to let you guys know that due to work hours upping and everything else and the holidays coming i am actually taking off the rest of the year so i won't be back with a new episode until the beginning of the new year and i know you guys might be a little disappointed but i have run myself ragged these last couple months with um i had a day off yesterday which was the first day off i've had in um over a month so i am just i'm running ragged i'm expecting more of those seven seven day a week uh weeks and yeah i just i just need a little bit of time to recuperate and and that so i will be back beginning of the year with a new episode and we're actually going to pick our book now of what we're going to do so if you guys want to read it you have more way more of a time i think it's what six weeks that i'll be taking off which sounds like a lot it is but it'll go by pretty fast so our the next book and or series that we're doing is the kit davenport series by tate james this is a six book series um yeah so that's what we'll be doing. So if you guys want to follow me on social media, you can uh, you can do that on Instagram. Um, you can email me at notyournormalbooks at gmail.com. Any book suggestions, uh, your take, any anything you guys really want. Um, yeah, and please rate, subscri- subscribe, and review. Every little bit helps other people find this. And yeah. So I will see you guys all at the beginning of next year.